Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Sammy Fatkin is returning for one final season with the Lady Grizz. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Fatkin, a slashing wing who was Montana's leading scorer last season at nearly 13 points per game, initially celebrated her senior night with classmates Sophia Stiles, Abby Anderson, Naya Morris-Nelson, and Kylie Froelich. But on Monday, the Montana Athletic Department announced Fatkin would be back for a fifth and final season after the NCAA granted her another year of eligibility. Fatkin, a native of Sammamish, Washington, was a three-star recruit coming out of high school who spent a season at Arizona before transferring to Montana. She played a season and a half for the Lady Grizz before stepping away from basketball altogether. She did not play during the pandemic interrupted season of 2020-2021. Last season, Thacken returned to the program under first-year head coach Brian Holsinger and was one of the better slashing guards in the Big Sky Conference. Thacken will be a senior this upcoming year at Montana alongside Carmen G. Feller and Katarika Tazinki next season. Zula Hellgate has a new football coach and a new girls basketball coach the school announced on Monday. Ryan Nelson, who spent the last Last five seasons as the head football coach in Frenchtown takes over for Mick Morris, leading the Knights on the gridiron. The Broncos made the playoffs each of the last two seasons under Nelson. And Matty Keast, a former Sentinel standout who played for the Lady Grizz and was the head coach at Missoula Loyola last year, takes over for co-head coaches Rob and Brady Henthorne for the Hellgate girls basketball team.
See, now, Tommy, I was under the impression that you didn't like the Eagles. Am I wrong about this? Maybe I am. Did you just say that I don't like the Eagles? I thought I I was under the impression that you didn't. Where did I get that from? I don't know, Coulter. Anybody? Listen, there's... there are two kinds of people in this world that are liars. Number one, people that claim they dislike the Eagles. That is not, <laughs> it's, it's just not true. Everyone secretly likes the Eagles. And then the other group of liars are the people that say they don't like Coldplay. Everybody has a soft spot for Coldplay, man. So, yeah, of course I like the Eagles. I don't get all the hatred for them. I, I just, I, I've never understood that. Well, one of these nights, one of these crazy old nights, we'll have to go start our music podcast where we can talk about our love and hate of all things music. Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks to my main man, Tommy, for sitting in the chair once again. Hopefully our main guy, Andrew Houghton, uh, back in the saddle sooner than later. But I appreciate having the resources and uh, the acumen of the guy who makes the radio stations happen at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missed anything in the first hour of this show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. Go find the podcast on all of your podcast hosting platforms. Uh, we are aware that we haven't had a podcast episode in the last couple of days. That's because our podcast producer has been out. We will catch up on those as soon as possible, so stay tuned for that. But appreciate all the inquiries. We love to know that uh, we are listening. Coming up in just a minute, we'll have Joel Sabotka from uh, a variety of different hats. He was the college coach of Boston Celtics head coach Ime Udoka. He also was the high school coach for hoops of Daniel Hardy, who went on to become an NFL draft pick out of Montana State. So Joel will join us here uh, on the ESPN Roundtable uh, in just one moment. Tommy, if you can grab that bit for me, that would be phenomenal. Uh, as you heard the Sports Center there, one of the big pieces of news uh, in the uh, wide world of sports, Sammy Fackin returning for her uh, fifth and final season for Montana State. So she gets a NCAA, or for Montana, excuse me, the Lady Grizz. She gets an NCAA waiver because everybody got a waiver for the missed COVID year, but Sammy Fackin was actually not playing college basketball anywhere during that time. So she gets the waiver. She's coming back. And uh, that fortifies and certainly boosts the uh, University of Montana women's basketball roster. Well, this is fun. Sometimes when you say, wow, it's a small world, that can be, you know, a tenuous thing. Other times you can say, wow, that's so cool, and we all really are so connected to each other. It's time now for our ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. You're listening to Nuanas now here on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And if you've been paying attention... The NBA playoffs is into the Final Four. The Western Conference Finals begins tonight with the Dallas Mavericks playing uh, against the Golden State Warriors. And the Eastern Conference Finals, it got underway last night with the Boston Celtics playing at the Miami Heat. And I was going through some stuff and thinking about it, and I realized a guy who I've talked to a couple times for a couple different things, Joel Sabotka, he has ties to both the NBA Finals and the NFL Draft. Why, say you? Well, Joel was the head coach at Portland State in the late 1990s when Ime Odoka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, 
uh, was playing at Portland State. And then Joel also went on to coach at Valley Catholic in Portland, a high school there where Daniel Hardy, who actually joined us on last week's ESPN Roundtable, played his both college or high school, excuse me, football and basketball. So Joel now joins us today. Thanks for being here, man. This is fun. This is a great sort of tying Big Sky Conference world together for us. Thanks for taking some time. Of course. It's great to join you. And I actually was going to throw and surprise you, throw you a curveball with one more small world example that uh, when I was the head coach at Portland State, Danny Sprinkle was still making a ton of threes for Montana State his senior year, my first year as a head coach. And we went on to become really good friends and actually were on the same staff at Cal State Northridge and were roommates uh, for three years down in uh, Northridge and uh, still really good friends with Danny and so proud and so excited of what he has done up there uh, with Montana State and the Bobcats this year. What a run. Well, that's another another great connection. And then we also have in the Western Conference Finals a great tie to Montana, a great tie to the Big Sky Conference as well because Nico Harrison, who is also one of Danny Sprinkle's best friends and a guy who I think just missed you uh, during your uh, time in the Big Sky, he was a great player at Montana State. He's now the general manager of the Dallas Mavericks. So we got some, some Big Sky flavor in the NBA playoffs. This is pretty cool. It really is. Well, you know, what a league, what a great conference, and it's, it's tremendous to see um, these guys have so much success because as good as they were um, on the fields and on the courts, they're just better people. They really are. I do find it fascinating that the Big Sky Conference, it, it's a conference made up of Western and largely rural schools, but there's also then the urban flavor with Portland State, Sac State, uh, for a while there, Boise State before they left. But is there anything you can point to to why sort of the big sky maybe matriculates into the wider world of sports? Do you think it just is sort of the the people, the, the fact that it is sort of a, a family atmosphere in a lot of the different places you go? It really is. You know, I got a chance to come up for Daniel's um, senior day game. Um, I believe they played Idaho and uh, football, and I got to see Danny's the first game for the men's basketball team on Sunday. And um, there's nothing like that atmosphere. I had never been to a Montana State football game, and, and I'd heard I'd, a lot of friends that had gone there, and obviously with Danny's connection. But, I mean, what a, a just an amazing atmosphere. Um, that whole community, it just rallies around people. And you don't see that, um, I don't think, in the urban um, environments as much um, as you do at Montana, for sure, Montana State, um, you know, places like Weber State, you know, even Idaho State. You get people coming from all over the state um, that I was on a flight from Seattle. I'd go to Portland to Seattle and Seattle to Bozeman, and there was a guy sitting next to me who lived in Seattle and comes to all the football games, you know, at, in Bozeman. And, and you just you get that feel and, and just that stadium, that, that, that camaraderie and that, you know, pride of, of Bobcat Nation is pretty special. It really is. And I think that you know, when you look at some of the other schools, you know, in the West, you get some bigger schools, but, um, you know, there's schools in the Pac-12 that have been down, you know, and some of the Northwest schools have been a little bit down, too, and, and attendance-wise. And I think when you see that in, in Bozeman and Missoula, and those, those, those are special atmospheres that are going to be there forever. And um, I was telling Daniel that we were walking to the car after that game, and I think we got stopped by about 30 people telling him what a great game he had and what a awesome player he is and i just said you know this will be for the rest of your life you'll be able to come back here and people will never forget you and the type of person you are and also the type of player you were and the team that you were on the success you guys had well let's start there then because we do have sort of the nfl angle of this and the nba angle of this to talk about joel saboka joining us here on nuanas now uh espn roundtable joel was the uh, head coach at portland state 
uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s for men's basketball, but then he also went on to serve as a coach and administrator at Valley Catholic High School right outside of Portland there in Beaverton, and he coached Daniel Hardy when Hardy was, at, for a time, a burgeoning basketball player before then uh, picking up a second sport. But Daniel joined us last week, and I thought he had he had such a fitting uh, line when he said, you know, when I first started wanting to play football, my parents told me, Hey man, you can play football, but you got to get your grades. You got to have your grades perfect. I'm not. We're not gonna let you play two sports unless you got straight A's. And then he ended up getting that done. But then here, fast forward a handful, if not half a dozen years later, and Daniel gets his name called in the seventh round of the NFL draft by the Los Angeles Rams. So I'm, I'm sure, as a guy who coached him and knows his family well, you were following along. But what, what was your reaction uh, to when the story sort of wow. came full circle and, and culminated in Daniel Hardy getting a shot at the highest level of football? Just incredible. You know, I, I was actually down in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, and, and um, was watching the, the second day of the draft, and I was sitting with my sister-in-law, actually, and and I said to her, I said, the fact that I'm watching this right now and looking for his name, and you know, I knew like the Cardinals and the Bears had had him in for visits, and they had a number of picks late in the draft. And I said, is really incredible. I go, if you think where he was as a freshman in high school and even as a sophomore, um, and then to see where he went to a junior college for a year, and, and then Montana State gave him an opportunity, and he didn't have to go. He could have come back to the junior college, and, you know, there were coaches at the junior college telling him to come back, and you can go bigger. If you go, you come back for another year, you could be in the SEC, in the Pac-12, and they were telling him, you know, a lot of stuff, and, and to, to make the decision he made for the right reasons, for the coaching staff, for the community, and the, and the tradition of Montana State, but then to see that come full circle with not only um, the success of the team, you know, which will always be remembered there this season. And then to see him develop um, as a person and as a player and, and to make the position change this last year, so disciplined and worked so hard to put on the weight and, and to have the season he had. And then to have his name called, I was jumping around screaming. I was on the back patio, um, you know, yelling and screaming that, that, that he was going to the Rams. I, I just, it was for his family too and, and to know what it meant to them um, his mom and, and his sister and brother just such a tight-knit family and so proud of him and, and then also in, in the memory with his dad I mean I know he made that promise to himself that um, and to his dad that he would take care of his family and, and he would put in the work to do that and to see that all come full circle was just a one of those moments as a coach when you have someone and, and I mean now we're I almost look at us as more just friends, but um, and he came over for lunch before he went down to LA last week, and just talking and looking at him and, and seeing the type of person he is, and just so proud of him. I mean, I just I can't even proud's not even it's just an understatement because I know what he's, I know the price he's paid, and uh, I know the the work that he's put in, and it's just a dream I think um, for any anyone. But to to see that it just shows you, um, you know, and he said that too that all those kids out there thinking about he said my story is real you know the work paid off well so much of sports too is the 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 learning to compete and and learning to work hard but also learning how to fail i think the number one of the number one lessons sports teaches us is sometimes you can work as hard as you possibly can and do everything right and still not have it work out for you but it's also such a wonderful story from daniel hardy's perspective of what sports can provide for you from an outside of a competitive element. I mean, he has talked to me about that extensively, just about how when he did lose his dad when he was in high school, 
uh, how he had this sort of empty spot. And, and he's uh, from a big family. He's got a bunch of brothers. But he sort of needed another brotherhood. And, and football and basketball both helped kind of provide that for him. And I think it's just it's such a great example. It's such a microcosmic example of how sports can mean so much more than just wins and losses and dollars and cents. It's it's about the connections and, and the camaraderie and how much that has then boosted and nurtured this kid to succeed. It really is. It, you know, and you, I, that's one of the reasons I think I, back as a kid, decided, you know, that I wanted to stay in sports and got into coaching is because I love that. That's one thing I'm missing this year is that team, you know, missing being around a team and guys and going through the ups and downs. It's not, it's more downs than ups most of the time, you know, and you can watch, you know, the NBA playoffs, the up and down of those games and those quarters, how they can change. And for Daniel, you know, it wasn't smooth sailing through high school. And in that regard, like you said, his, his grades, there were times where he had to really focus on school and, and he was just still figuring football out. He was figuring out that, I mean, he had a chance to play college basketball if, if he chose that route as well. And, um, to go off when he did, to go down to California to junior college to play football and met, you know, good people down there. And then the, the family that he's met in Bozeman, you know, the players, the coaches, you can just see that bond. Um, and that's who he is. He's a family person. He's all about team. He's all about other people and, and helping other people and being there for other people. And I can't tell you how he's helped me um, through some tough times, you know, with my dad just, you know, passed away about a month ago. And, you know, I got flowers at the service from Daniel that are sitting there waiting when I walked in and, and, you know, I thanked him and he said, coach, it's the least we could do. We couldn't be there. And when I see his mom and we talk about, you know, the growth that he's shown, but I I think more than anything, he'll tell you. and, And he's told me that the bond that he shares at each stop along the way, like when, he was here in Portland and before he went down to LA and I saw him and he was going to see some high school buddies after we, we had lunch, you know, it was like, there was still that connection. And he's just, he loves people. He loves, you know, being part of that group and, and part of that family. Joel Saboka joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. You are listening to 102.9 FM or maybe you're watching on ABC Fox, SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're streaming on the new ESPN Montana app, no matter which way you are tuning in. Appreciate your being here. If you need a place to watch PGA Championship this weekend, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, head down to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street. They got 30 big screen TVs, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus an early and a late happy hour. Great place to hang out with both family and friends. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. And Joel, let's talk a little bit about another pupil who I'm sure you're extensively proud of, Ime Adoka, who is a guy who has one of the most atypical routes I have ever seen for a guy to become a head coach and now coaching the Boston Celtics in the conference finals. So uh, take us through it because your path at Portland State sort of paralleled uh, Ime's path there as well. I know he's from that area. I believe he's actually from Portland. But uh, I believe he was uh, there with you right when you first started at Portland State, right? So just take us back to when you first met uh, Ime Odoka. Yeah, well, actually, my first job out of college was coaching at Eastern Oregon um, University in LaGrande, Oregon. I was 23, just had left Arizona State, graduated there. I'd been a team manager for the for the program there and went sight unseen and, and went to the state tournament and saw Ime played at Jefferson High School, which is just a 
powerhouse high school in, in Portland um, and re- recruited him a little bit at Eastern Oregon at the time. Well, he went to a junior college. He went to the College of Eastern Utah uh, for two years and played. Um, then he went off to the University of San Francisco for a year and played. And then I had just taken over at Portland State um, in 1998 and prior to that um, got a call that he was interested in transferring back and he would with the old transfer rules he had to sit out a year so my first year as a head coach there in 1998 he made was a redshirt sat out that year and um, he had one year remaining so he played the following year so was with him for for two full years at Portland State but I, I gotta tell you that the competitiveness the drive um the fire that you see, the defensive mindset, the, just everything about him competitively that you see on TV and you see with the way the Celtics play is what he was as a player. Um, even his red shirt year, he was every day he came to practice. We had a good, a pretty good player at the time named Jason Hartman who could really shoot the ball and was probably, the, I think he was the seventh leading scorer in Division One that year. And he may guard him every day in practice and he made life miserable for Jason. I mean, it was it was miserable for me sometimes as the head coach because I'm thinking, wait, I thought that was a pretty good play and it just got stopped because he may blew it up, you know, and he just, he worked. He stayed after and worked and that continued. You know, he ended up, you know, his senior year at Portland State, we had a pretty good run going and he um, ended up getting hurt and got rolled into and had to have his ACL repaired and fought all the way back from that injury in like February Um to returning and getting an invite to the Blazers camp, went to the Blazers camp, then went overseas, went um, to a couple places and played um, in the IBL and some smaller leagues, ended up overseas, injured his knee again, came all the way back and ends up back in the NBA with several different teams. And when I was down coaching at Northridge, he was with the Lakers. I got a chance to see him when he was on a 10 day contract with the Lakers and, and watch a game. Um, found a great connection with the Spurs and coach Popovich and, even to this day, when I was at the University of Portland coaching, we went to a coaches clinic, a huge coaches clinic in Vegas, and Ime was still playing with the Spurs and was there as a clinician, was there as a, at the clinic taking notes because he knew that his next step was into coaching. Um, even while he was still a player, he was there um, gaining knowledge and, and knowing that was the path he went to. And then just to see his rise through the, the assistant ranks and then to be a head coach this year of not only – uh, in the NBA, but of the Boston Celtics. And just to see this team turn and do what they've done, it just it doesn't shock me because I know his makeup and his personality and who he is. He's all about truth. He's all about being honest, being real, and being tough and, and competing. And that's what you're seeing, I think, from this team and the Celtics. It's really taken on, you know, his personality. When Emo Doka first replaced Brad Stevens, I think the collective NBA fan public said, Who? But then you could tell almost right away from the interactions he would have with players and and just on the sidelines. And like you're talking about his presence and just the fact that you can just tell like this guy is an alpha. This guy is not backing down to anybody. And it, it seems like that is one of the reasons why he's been able to be so successful in year one. I mean, they actually sort of stumbled out of the gates and they were sort of in a state of disarray. The Boston Celtics were uh, for the first couple months of the season. And then when they turned the corner right after the new year, boom, now they've been the best team in the NBA since that, that moment. And so you can tell he just has demand. He demands the respect of the players. And uh, I mean, does that just stem from his personality? It seems like that, you can it just resonates off him. You can even see it on the TV screen that that he's just kind of a, a take no prisoners type of guy, a guy that's just gonna uh, demand everything from you consistently and always. 
He is. And he was that way as a player, um, whether it was staying ex- extra for workouts. He, he was all about, you know, when, when he was a senior before he got hurt, he was leading us in like five different statistical categories, um, including steals, blocks, rebounds, and scoring. And I think he was second in assists on our team at the time. And, I mean, just does it all and not afraid. And I think those guys, those stars, you know, like Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, those guys respect not only his path, They've been around him. They've seen him work as an assistant. I think that's so important that they see that fire, that competitiveness, that he's willing to sweat with them and be in the gym. And, and he's, they know that that's what they need to get to the next step. They've been close. They've been there, and, and they've scored a lot of points at times. But his mentality of, of defending and not making excuses and, and being tough and getting stops when you have to, that takes time to, to get that whole group together. And like you said, when you saw that in January and it started to click for them, they've been as good as anybody in the NBA um, for the last couple months and, and carried that into the playoffs um, to defeat the two teams that they've defeated. And now, you know, they're a little bit shorthanded last night with Miami. It's going to be a tough matchup, but you didn't see them back down last night either, e- even missing two starters. When Marcus Smart is such a huge extension of him as well, uh, Joel Saboka joining us here on Nuanas now, former Portland State head coach, talking about Ime Udoka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics when he was a player there at PSU. But it also seems like for, as good of a job as Udoka has done there in Boston and for as talented as they are as a, a team, he also has a couple of guys on the roster that seem to fit him very well, number one being Marcus Smart, but also, you know, a guy like Jalen Brown, he seems to be getting everything he can out of him defensively. I think his defensive concepts have been really, really good as well. Robert Williams has become a bona fide, really good rim protector there for Boston as well. So, I mean, did you see that in him as well, sort of the acumen he has? Because it's not just – the, uh, the bravado and, and the power that he has, the presence that he has, but he's also a great X's and O's coach. I mean, they're running a lot of great stuff, and he also seems to be putting his players, especially some of the key role guys, in positions to succeed. Definitely. You know, and you throw another guy in there of the last series I thought was huge for them was Al Horford, um, who's, you know, more towards the back end of his career, but the job he did against Giannis, and like you said, Marcus Smart, that's where their defense starts with him, and that's why it's tough to have him out, but you see that. You see there's other people you could say, oh, that's, there's a better point guard in the NBA than Marcus Smart, but there's not a better defensive point guard, you know. And so um, he starts his defense with that mentality. And, I, and you could. You could see that. Ime was the guy that when he was at Portland State his senior year, I knew he didn't need a lot of rest. He could have played the entire game. So there were times where I would just give him a quick rest, take him out, and he knew he would go down, get a drink, and go check back in. It wasn't about unless there was foul issues or anything like that, but I, I trusted him to know when he, if, if he knew when he wanted to go back in the game, and that's just the mentality of like seeing the game at a different level. Um, I went and saw him. I was in Phoenix, and the Spurs were in town and got to see him coach and was just amazed watching timeouts how much you know he would take the clipboard and, and the whiteboard and draw stuff during timeouts, and the, the, the ownership that Coach Popovich gave to him the last several years was – was huge and you knew he was ready and and the thing about Ime is everywhere he's been I don't care if he's been a player or an assistant or now even as a head coach he's always wanting to learn and get better he's he's just he's like a sponge trying to take everything in and how can I improve and I think that resonates to players where you don't come across as hey I have all the answers and this is the only way we're going to do it he's the kind of guy that will go to those guys and talk to them and say hey what are you seeing too and and those guys respect that 
Well, we won't put you on the spot as far as predictions go, but just from your basketball uh, acumen, what do you think of just this matchup? Because it is an interesting one. On one hand, you got this great upstart Celtics team with this first-year head coach, and they seem to have coalesced in such a brilliant fashion. They did play game one shorthanded with no Marcus Smart and no Al Horford, who are two of their their better players. But also on the other side, you have this team that has a sort of a similar dynamic, but even more profound when it comes to the chip on their shoulder and the underrated nature of it. I don't know what Jimmy Butler's got to do to get respect. The dude looks like a top five player to me, but for whatever reason, people don't think he's quite that super duper star like some of the other guys. I actually sort of think that sometimes he doesn't get enough credit because he doesn't have a bunch of drama. Like Kyrie Irving gets way more uh, love because he's so dramatic, whereas Jimmy Butler just does his work, great attitude, all that. But all that said, then you look at the Heat, Bradley. Eric Spolstra is absolutely one of the best defensive coaches in all of basketball, and what they're doing defensively to frustrate teams is so interesting. So uh, not a prediction, but maybe just some analysis. What do you think of this Eastern Conference Finals between Boston and Miami? Well, you, you hit it right on the head. Uh, and, and Eric Spolster is a guy that I've known since he was the video coordinator in, in, with the Heat when he went there. He went to Jesuit High School here in Portland, interesting story, and also played at the University of Portland, which was right when you're where kind of Ime grew up. Ime knew Eric when Eric was playing at the University of Portland, so they've, they've had a longstanding relationship. And not surprising that they're both in this position um, with their focus on the defensive end. And I don't know, I, I, that third quarter was as good as I've seen defensively in the NBA in a long time. And like you said with Jimmy Butler, um, it, not only just scoring the ball at different places and, and different levels of the floor and all over the floor, but defensively, there is such a commitment when it starts with your star. And I think that's where Ime has really ramped up this Celtics team is with the, the defensive commitment from Brown and Tatum and you hear the commentators even mention that people have seen that from those guys. And when those, when your best players are playing that hard defensively, good things are going to happen. And I, I just think if if they can get Smart and Horford back, I could see this going six and seven games. But um, without those two, I think it really it, it's tough against such a good defensive team. There, there's just the, the Heat can guard in so many different ways. You got a guy like Adebayo that can guard Tatum Brown. Um, and Williams, you know, I mean, how many guys like that are there in the NBA and, and make those kind of plays? And, and I think both coaches um, do such a good job of guys understanding, accepting, and executing their roles that they're always ready. And, and a lot of guys kind of like Ime was when he was in the NBA, you know, they weren't drafted. And people were kind of like, where is he from? I was looking up some of the guys on the Heat roster, like where they went to college. And, and that's fun to, to see that when a guy earns something like that in the program and an NBA organization finds a player like that and fits their, their model and is able to have success. It's really enjoyable to watch. Joel Saboka, a guy who coached both Daniel Hardy, now of the Los Angeles Rams and formerly of the Montana State Bobcats, as well as Ime Udoka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics and formerly of the Portland State Vikings. Joel, this was phenomenal. Great stuff, great insight, great conversation. You're welcome back anytime, but thank you so much for joining us here on Nuanas Now. And enjoy your golf tournament upcoming. Hope you go low, but thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun, and I look forward to doing it again. I love finding connections like that. Super cool. He's also very good friends, as you mentioned, with Danny Sprinkle, Montana State men's basketball coach, and still connected to the Big Sky Conference. So thank you so much to Joel Sabotka for hopping on. With us here at Nuanas Now, we are coming to you live from the Brett's RV and Marine Grand Design sales event. It's on now through Saturday, 
Swing on down here, 4800 Grand Creek Road. What's going on all the way around the world of high school sports in the state of Montana? And what's up and what's on the docket for the NBA playoffs? We'll tell you right after this. Don't touch the dial. Keep on listening. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Sammy Fatkin is returning for one final season with the Lady Grizz. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Fatkin, a slashing wing who was Montana's leading scorer last season at nearly 13 points per game, initially celebrated her senior night with classmates Sophia Stiles, Abby Anderson, Naya Morris-Nelson, and Kylie Froelich. But on Monday, the Montana Athletic Department announced Fatkin would be back for a fifth and final season after the NCAA granted her another year of eligibility. Fatkin, a native of Sammamish, Washington, was a three-star recruit coming out of high school who spent a season at Arizona before transferring to Montana. She played a season and a half for the Lady Grizz before stepping away from basketball altogether. She did not play during the pandemic interrupted season of 2020-2021. Last season, Thacken returned to the program under first-year head coach Brian Holsinger and was one of the better slashing guards in the Big Sky Conference. Thacken will be a senior this upcoming year at Montana alongside Carmen G. Feller and Katarika Tazinki next season. Zula Hellgate has a new football coach and a new girls basketball coach the school announced on Monday. Ryan Nelson, who spent the last five seasons as the head football coach in Frenchtown takes over for Mick Morris leading the Knights on the gridiron. The Broncos made the playoffs each of the last two seasons under Nelson and Matty Keast, a former Sentinel standout who played for the Lady Grizz and was the head coach at Missoula Loyola last year takes over for co-head coaches Robin Brady Henthorn for the Hellgate girls basketball team. Music here. See, this is what I love about having Tommy Evans on the turntables. This new one is now ESPN Radio. Is uh, even more diversified music that we get on here. Now, Tommy, I've been meaning to ask you this. First of all, who is this? And second of all, do you have any opinions on the musical Hamilton, which has taken the world by storm over the last couple of years? It's a phenomenal uh, musical. It's an important story to tell, and this is Louis Prima. One of the great tracks. And, and uh, you know what's really interesting about the modern world, Coulter? I'd like to sit here and, you know, make the case to the listeners that I'm some uh, highly educated and uh, uh, tasteful person. But no, I only know about Louis Prima because some of, uh, some of these songs were in the musical for Elf. You know Elf with, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, you know, Will the funny Ferrell. guy. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah, so that's where I learned about Louis Prima. But uh, some cool songs from the guy, I must say. 
<laughs> Gotta love it. What is now coming to you live from Brett's RV and Marine, the Grand Design Sales Event. It's now through Saturday. This is going to be your last chance to get these low, low, low prices. Prices so low they can't even list them on brettsrv.com. You're going to get exclusive factory discounts. This is the absolute best time to buy a new RV. So swing on down to Brett's RV and Marine. It's on now through Saturday down here at 4800 Grant Creek Road. Let's go all the way around the wide world of sports, specifically when it comes to high school sports. This is our Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. State golf is underway, and I guess now complete for the Class B and Class C levels. State B finals from Fairmont Golf Course right outside of Anaconda. Jefferson takes home the team title on the boys' side. Columbus takes home the team title on the girls' side. Your individual medalist winners, Ross Sunday of Red Lodge. He shoots a total two-round score of 156 to take the uh, first-place trophy there uh, in the boys' individual tournament. And then Celie Chapman from Jefferson High School. She shoots a grand total of 162 over two days to outlast Emma Woods, a five-stroke victory for Celie Chapman of Jefferson High School to win the Class B girls, by the way. Sunday, uh, Ross Sunday, he won by two strokes over Colin Wade of Big Fork. So that's your Class B golf results. Class C, also uh, in the books. Um, we have new champions, both individually. Um, let's, let's see, I'm looking for the team titles here. But individually, uh, you had Fort Benton's Kasha Quarter. And Seely Swans, Ari Nicholas. Ari Nicholas, the boys' champion, Kasha Quarter, the girls' champion uh, in Class C. And uh, we'll see if I – well, we can round up the scoreboards. So here we go. Here's, here's our official results. Sorry, I was scrolling through the uh, MHSA website, and it was very – there was a lot of continuity in the Class B results, not so much the, uh, the Class C. But on the uh, team side of things, Manhattan Christian repeats – for Class C team titles, both the boys and the girls' side. Uh, the boys win by nine strokes ahead of Westby Granora. And uh, on the girls' side, Manhattan Christian wins by nine strokes as well. So <laughs> there's some continuity for you. So high school golf in the books. Check that one off the list. The postseason um, for sports around the college and high school levels um, continues to wind down but you can also say crank up because it is you know the uh the postseason the state championships so divisional track for all levels of high school will take place over the weekend state is next weekend they also got divisional softball for all levels of high school sports this weekend and state will be next weekend and they also have state bc tennis kicking off uh it is underway, actually, in Bozeman. Bozeman High and Bozeman Gallatin High School are both hosting the Missoula Loyola Boys and Girls, the defending BC champions in tennis. We'll have state tennis champions uh, before this week is over as well. Duan is now ESPN Radio. How about some uh, high school athletics Hall of Fame inductees? We touched on these yesterday, but worth re-mentioning these. Uh, class of five. That will go into the 2022 class. 
for the Montana High School Association Hall of Fame. There's two categories, the modern era and the legacy category. So they'll have uh, four modern era categories and then one legacy category. So your modern era uh, candidates or inductees, rather, Spencer Frederick out of Scobie High School, class of 97. Christy Ott out of Billings Central High School, class of 1995. Matt Sidensticker, Shelby High School, class of 1995. And Gary Wagner, Haver High School, class of 2005. And then your legacy inductee is Fred Paoli, a uh, graduate of CMR High School in Great Falls in 1972. Spencer Frederick, he led Scobie to football and basketball state championships at the Class C level. In 96, he was named the MVP of the Class C State Tournament, and he went on then to become uh, an all-time great for the Montana Grizzlies after starring uh, in the Montana-Wyoming All-Star Game the summer before his senior year of, or after his senior year of high school, excuse me. He was also a phenomenal American League baseball player, and uh, then he broke into the lineup for, for the Montana Grizzlies, and he was a first-team All-Big Sky selection by the time he was a senior. He was a captain on Montana's 2001 uh, national championship team. Christy Ott, she was a multiple-time state champion at the 1991 Class A state championship track beat. She placed top four in the 100, the 200, and the 400. She also was a part of some great volleyball teams at Billing Central, and she ended up winning eight individual state track and field titles as well as five winning relay teams. She ended up placing first in 60 individual races and came in second in just two. So dominant, dominant, dominant. Christy Ott went on to win 10 Big Sky Conference individual championships in both indoor and outdoor track and also was a four-time NCAA championship meet qualifier during her time at Montana State. She's also in the Montana State Hall of Fame. Matt Seidensticker, he participated in basketball and track up there at Shelby High School. Um... He was a Class B All-State selection twice, as well as a Super State selection and a McDonald's All-American nominee. He excelled in multiple sports, including track and field as well. Member of back-to-back Class B state championship teams in Shelby there in 94 and 95. And then he went on to play 109 games for the Montana Grizz men's basketball team, was part of the 1997 NCAA tournament team and a great player for the Grizz. And then finally, Gary Wagner. He was the starting quarterback for Haver High School. Over a two-year span, they went 22-2 and two and won two state championships. And then he went on to Carroll College, where he's the starting quarterback there in Helena, and he was 27-1 and one overall uh, in his college career. He was also a decorated high school tennis player. He paired with future Grizz great Mark Mariani to win uh, two straight state championships at the Class A level in doubles tennis. And then Wagner was a three-year starter at Carroll College and helped lead Carroll to a national championship in 2010, 14-0 that year for Carroll. And uh, Wagner, he was the MVP of the national title game and the co-offensive player of the year in the Frontier Conference. So there you go. There's your MHSA Hall of Fame inductees for this uh, upcoming high school Hall of Fame induction class. What's going on the rest of the week? Well, remotes, remotes, remotes. We're down here at Brett's RV and Marine for the Grand Design Sales event, and uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. We'll tell you what's going on for the rest of the week, both here at the Desperado and at Paradise Falls. The Traveling Radio Show continues. Keep it right here. New on is now ESPN Radio. 
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. One, is now on ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Honest Now, ESPN Radio. What's on the docket this weekend? Well, if you need something to do, Norco Demo Day is at Missoula Bike Source. It's back and better than ever. May 21st, that's Saturday, from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Take a bike to your favorite trailhead for a test drive. Plus, free pizza from noon until 2. And May 17th, that's a couple days ago, through the 21st, it's customer appreciation sales. Select Norco, Scott, Rocky Mountain Bikes, up to 20% off. All helmets, 20% off. Clothing and accessories going to have great deals as well. Don't miss this sale. And the demo day, May 21st, 10 a.m. to 2, only at Missoula Bike Source, 1509 South Russell in Missoula. Miss anything in the first hour or second hour of this show? Really fun show today. Jake Randina, outstanding senior at Kalispell Glacier High School and a future member of the Army football team. That's right, he's headed to West Point. He kicked off our senior spotlight. I decided to highlight him as our first senior spotlight because, to me, there's not much more impressive than a young person who has the athletic ability to be a Division I athlete who also has the academic acumen to get into one of the service academies and who also has the mindset, the perspective, the drive, and the dedication to be able to go perform at one of those service academies. So pretty amazing. I believe Jake Randina is the first ever Montana football player to head to West Point to play at Army. So Jake joined us to kick off our Senior Spotlight Series, highlighting some of the best of the best of high school seniors from around the state of Montana. We will feature at least weekly, if not bi-weekly, interviews on both male and female athletes from around the prep levels of high school sports. So stay tuned for that throughout the next three months or so. We also heard from Alex Eshelman of SWX Montana Television, part of our Montana State Minute. We also heard some of the best track and field marks in the state of Montana, Treasure State's best. We also caught up with Joel Saboka. He was Ime Udoka's head coach back at Portland State in the late 1990s. Udoka now leads the Boston Celtics as their head coach. And uh, that was part of our ESPN roundtable. And Smoka, also the head coach of Daniel Hardy, when the former Montana State and now current Los Angeles Rams defensive end was a high school kid out there in Portland. You can find everything from today's Nuanas Now on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented 
by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. Some breaking news during the show. A couple announcements, actually. First, Derek Carter-Hollinger, who was the Big Sky Conference Freshman of the Year back during the 2019-2020 season. He entered the NCAA transfer portal this last offseason. And he's now on his way to Bethune-Cookman. So for those keeping track, Derek Carter-Hollinger on his way to Bethune-Cookman. Cam Parker on his way to Portland State. Robbie Beasley on his way to UC Davis. So three Grizzlies find new Division I homes. It's up for debate, though, whether any of those programs are any better than Montana. I'll tell you right now, historically they're not. I don't know about this exact moment in time how you would break all that down, but uh, historically certainly not. So I don't know. The world of the NCAA transfer portal keeps on turning. Uh, You probably heard a lot of transfer portal stuff earlier today with the, uh, (laughs) how do we say I mean, we'll just say it. The pissing match between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> we'll probably get into some of that tomorrow while we're kicking it down at the uh, Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Hold that thought for just a moment. Uh, the other announcement for you, the NCAA West Regional qualifying list is out for track and field. And Montana State, they qualify a school record 17 athletes. So we'll go through that tomorrow uh, while we're kicking it down at the Despo as well. We'll be down at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill from 4 to 7 tomorrow as well as paradise falls from one until four on saturday so these are remote broadcasts presented to you by sports bet montana if you've ever wondered what a money line is what a parlay is what a point spread means all that sort of stuff come on down us at espn radio will help you the fine folks at sports bet montana will help you More than anything, we'll just be kicking it down there at one of the great institutions uh, in the city of Missoula. Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, the best wings in Missoula. We'll be there from 4 to 7 tomorrow. And uh, then we'll be back at it, hanging out at Missoula's coolest hotspot, Paradise Falls, there on Brook Street from 1 to 4 until Saturday. So please come hang out with us. Thanks to all of the help in the back. Thanks to Tommy for getting this show on the radio. And we'll see you from the Desperado tomorrow. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful Thursday evening and be good. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.